it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. That entrance reminds me of my favorite show in the world, Blue Planet. What a blue what? Blue Planet. I, I'm gonna have to pause for a second. <laughs> hey, wifey, we're live on the Briscoe and Big A show, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to call you back. I'll be good. Bye. Hey. Hey. Actually, it's perfect that you called. Oh, look, I can see you. Look, hello, you're looking beautiful. How are you going? How are you? Well, since we have her on the phone, should we do the announcement? I mean, I I called her wifey, so. (laughs) Yes, Week. Oh. So we wanted to give some time for us to, uh, to kind of soak some stuff in, and uh, I asked uh, this lovely lady to marry me, and uh, believe it or not, she said yes, <laughs> and um, so now it's official. I mean, it's been official, but we wanted some time to think about it, but uh, now we're engaged, and uh, <laughs> and that was one of our announcements we were going to make today. Yeah, but we were going to talk about it, because I, I, I knew uh, that that was going to happen. And yes, you were right. When you in the video, uh, Red was like, you, I knew you were nervous. I laughed because like a while back when we talked about this, that was like the first thing out of Wes's mouth was, I'm so nervous, dude. He's like, I don't know why you're nervous, man. You got this. Uh, but yeah, I do. Uh, I, uh, Wes called me that night and, and gave me the good news. I was happy to hear. So I was like, man, we can't talk about this. And so I was waiting for you guys to do this so I can actually be like, oh, congratulations. Woo. So congratulations. It's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's cool because you guys have such a cool little uh, love story of how it went down and like we got to share how you two met on this show and now uh, now we're going to talk about you guys getting engaged and all that fun stuff. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to get back to talking about why he thinks you were actually, uh, you actually said yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweetheart, I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Bye, Aubrey. Bye. 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 
Bye, sweetie. Bye. Look at that. She's going to be the most over thing on our show. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. That was the wife. So, big announcement. Yes, I'm engaged. To Look at that. Look at that. A married man. How's that? That's awesome, man. Like, you know, like I said, uh, when you had her on, is it's cool because you guys told the story of how you kind of met and came together on the show here when she was uh, a guest. And, uh, you know, I've been able to be around for this, the whole thing. So, like, seeing how happy you really are and, and like, just, man, when you were like, I, I think I'm going to propose, I was like, yeah, that's the you Yeah, look, dude, look how happy you are. Like, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, it was um – <clears throat> It was one of those things where I wasn't expecting to find the right person, and it just kind of everything just kind because of, I was single for a very long time, for a very right. long time, and I wasn't looking for something, and then we met, and then one thing led to another, and then I just could not picture myself without her, and... It was just something that just deep down in my heart, I knew that she was the one. And it was a good opportunity because I did it over Thanksgiving, and um, we had all of our family there. We had her mom there. I had my dad, my mom, my brother. She had her sister. And then, of course, little Aubrey, as yourself, um, her niece. And it was just a good opportunity to share our love with with our family. And then that's kind of why we kept it quiet for a while because we kind of just wanted us to enjoy us being engaged and without the world knowing and just our close friends and family and just kind of let us sink it in and enjoy it ourselves. Yeah, man, that's totally understandable. Uh you know, plus, uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's cool. It's very cool that you did that. The video was very cool. I hear there's uh, even better videos, so maybe someday that will be seen. But congratulations to both of you. And, again, I couldn't be any happier for you, my brother. Uh, yeah. The you know, video actually shows me, like, knocking down the chair right <laughs> before it falls. And, uh, and it's like, so basically, I'll give you guys the lowdown is um, – <clears throat> Well, like, do you want to go how far back it was when you, like, first started thinking about doing this? Because I remember the first time you mentioned possibly proposing. When was that? Well, I mean, I had a couple opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. no. I had a couple times that I was going to propose, but the opportunities got canceled due to yeah, COVID issue or just there was a bunch of times that the opportunity just wasn't right, and I wasn't going to just – rush in and just say, just propose to her out of nowhere. It was something right. that like wanted to like, you know, it had to be the right time, the right moment. And luckily Thanksgiving, um, we were able to get everyone together and I was doing kind of like, you know, before Thanksgiving, how everyone does the, uh, the speech, like, Hey, thanks for everyone to coming, you know, Thanks for the food. And, you know, of course, I was, like, halfway through. I was like, Steph, get up. I'm, I need some help here. You helped organize. And, you know, of course, Steph was like, yeah, thank you guys for coming. And my parents for having us here. And, we, you know, did that. 
And then out of nowhere, I got down on one knee. And of course, I, you know, explained to her how much she meant to me and how much that I just couldn't live the rest of my life without her. And, uh, sorry, I kind of tear up this thing about it, but, uh, you know, I asked her to marry me and she said yes. So she said yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, thank God she said yes, but uh, <laughs> they could have really ruined Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good thing, man. It was. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's awesome, and everybody. So everybody knew, everybody was in on it, but her that day. No. Oh no! Okay, who didn't know? My mom and my dad knew, but that's it. it okay. Oh, that's even better. That's awesome. So congratulations again, and I'm sure we'll get updates throughout the time from here to when the actual day happens that you two become husband and wife and. We'll talk more about that as uh, those plans start going. Dude, um, it's been crazy as the people congratulating me. Like, I had Carrot Jaren, uh, Jarrett, Carrot Jarrett, uh, congratulate me. Like, you know, of course, Angle and just a bunch of tons of people. Wale, like, people are all out, like, not to, like, to my own, but a lot of famous people were, like, happy for us and, and of course, also all my fans and all the people that support me and, you know, family and everyone's been super supportive. There's been a couple of haters, but, you know, of course, you're always going to have <laughs> haters. And I just damn, damn wrestling fans, you stupid march, you taking their girl away. Damn you. No, I mean, there, <laughs> there was some negativity, believe it or not. And like, it's just, uh, that's why we kept it quiet for a while is because we knew there was going to be some blowback and which there shouldn't be. But in this time and era, people just don't want happiness, you know? Yeah. And, and especially the wrestling industry, it's at an all time high. We're just, there's just stupid people who are fans in this industry and they just, they set a mission out to just tear talent down for no reason. Uh, on things like this, you know, where people are showing good things, they'll come on and just rip it to shreds. And it's like, there's no reason for that. You're the reason, you know, guy, I've seen some too, where some guys are like, oh, this girl wore this lacy shirt to a wrestling show. Oh, classic, really classic. And it's just like, who cares what anybody wears to a wrestling show? Like, why are you worried about that? You're there to watch the show. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, it is stupid people. Yeah, there's always... The courts, you know, the blowback and that stuff. But, you know, uh, overall, it's all been positive and everything has been good. And, you know, we haven't really made a date yet due to Corona. We want everything to kind of settle down. And right now, stuff is really on fire at AEW. So, you know, we kind of want to just wait to pick a date so everything kind of calms down just a little bit so we're able to, you know, have a date where everybody can come and and experience everything. Yeah, definitely, man. I, uh, you know, if I'm invited, I'm there, man. You know that. Come on. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. I always play that card of, you know. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, obviously this is Christmas Eve that we're on today. Just so everybody knows, this was pre-recorded. Uh, the holidays are yeah. busy. So uh, happy Christmas Eve 
um, which means it's uh, Thursday. So, like Wes said, you can see Red Velvet really kicking ass on on, on AEW right now. And uh, if you go back to this week's Dark, she has a match on there, so make sure you check it out, as well as all the great things that happen on Dynamite, because at this point we don't know what's happening on Dynamite this week. But I know last week your girl came in looking like a beast with a chair making the save. Dude, I wouldn't want to get hit by her with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> came in. She, she had to get her revenge. I mean, she got jumped a couple of weeks before that, so she had to bring the equalizer. And, you know, my girl, she knows how to throw down, and she's not scared. So she had to lay that chair shot in, and I'm proud of her. And, you know, I'm proud of everything she's done because she's done it on her own. Right. Like, I had nothing, neither has neither did my dad. We had nothing to do with her success. She's done it all on her own by her coaches. I've never coached her. I never, I mean, every once in a while I'll like give her a move or something, but I, I don't, I've never coached her. She's done this all on her own. And it makes me so proud because she's done it on her own. No one can say that I helped her or my dad helped her or any of that. She's done it all on her own with hard work and determination. She worked two jobs. She busted her ass just to get the opportunity. And then when she got the opportunity, she started was working two jobs until she got signed. So that just goes to show everybody out there that, you know, sometimes you got to bust your ass. you got to work two jobs. you got to do whatever it took. But she never gave up, and she always studied tape. You don't understand how much this girl watches wrestling and studies. She used to study how I did. I used to watch it nonstop and studying it. And it's awesome getting to see her, you know, progress and seeing her get some wins and seeing her move up the rankings. And it makes me right. proud, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, most definitely. She And like I said, she, she's a badass lady right there. So you guys check her out on AEW, Dark and Dynamite. Watch her kick some ass. And uh, she's got more revenge to get. Unless it happened last night. We don't know because it's Tuesday. <laughs> I love doing recordings. This is fun. To yeah, me. Well, I don't know. We, we had a pre-record because I'm flying out of town. And um, we took a little bit of a break. And we didn't want to do another pretty long break. And we want to give you guys some content and some stuff to listen to during the holidays. Because, you know, I know there's some down, downtime. And you guys might be traveling. And just give you something good to listen to. And uh, by the way, if you're traveling and you're into hip hop, um, Money Man, dude, he's a good hip hop artist that's been blowing up. And uh, I like his song Twenty Four. It's all right. Yeah, Money Man, shout out Twenty Four. Check that out. I'll have to check it out. Man, I'm so behind on just new music, dude. Like, I swear to God, I haven't kept up with new music in like two, three years now. I, I stopped doing, like, DJ gigs a lot, and I'm just done. Like, I don't – dude, I watch wrestling, and I play golf on my PlayStation. Wrestling for Pop Smoke, but uh, he was a new artist that was coming up really good, and he just passed away. And, um, oh, man. Rocks, yeah. yeah, and he was just starting to finally reach his, uh, his peak. Dang, man. You know, that's what we should have done, because we didn't really plan what we were going to do. We were kind of just going to do a show today. We got some plans and a couple of announcements coming at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but what if we should have did this week? We should have did, like, a best of uh, 2020. 
Yeah. You know, like what was your shit that you were listening to? What was I listening to? Stuff like that, which my list would have been boring. Like literally before we got on here, I had uh, J. Cole playing all day and like, I don't know what any of it was new. Maybe a couple of them, but. Um, yo, yo money, ba- yo money bags is good. Um, young golf I've been listening to. The Dude, bank- you know what I, well, you know what I was going to say is what I got into this year and. You're part. You're partially why. Not not like it was your fault or anything, but like uh, some days in Waterloo, you would have this playing when we were hanging out at the hotel. And this year, for whatever reason, it just kind of grabbed me. But like, I got way more into reggae this year. Oh yeah, like way more. Like, dude, that's like constant. I've always been into reggae, man. That's always been one of my favorites. And I love it. I've always loved it, but I never really got like into it. Where like now, I'm actually like. What listening. type of reggae are you listening to? Are you listening to like like I got a few like traditional reggae, or are you listen to like gangster reggae, like dancehall reggae? Nah, I, I'm not, I don't do much of the dancehall, uh, like actual like bands. Um, dancehall is considered actual gangster rap in, in Jamaica, right? Uh, a lot of like Nevada, um Dude, uh, I do a lot of like Hawaiian uh, style. Like I don't know okay, why. I just okay, love yeah, more like surf style. Yeah, but then, like, also, uh, what's their name? Uh, re- not, not Retribution. That's a horrible gimmick on Raw. Uh, the Revival. The Revival. Yes. Uh, and, um, the Movement's good. Stick the Movement, yep. is Good. Yep. Um, slightly Stupid is good. Yeah. Collie Buds is good. Um, there's and what's crazy... Well, and it's crazy. I've known half of these bands. Like, I've heard of them. I've heard, like, a song. But, like, for whatever reason this year, I was just, like, listening way more to the, like, those kind of radio stations. Yeah, The Movement is a good one to put on Pandora. They have a lot of good, uh, lot of good mixture of reggae. It's called The Movement. They're really good. And then Stick Figure is good. Um, Collie Buds is always a good one. Um... Uh, Jack Johnson, you know. You still you still listen to Jack Johnson? Let me ask you that. Oh, I haven't, yeah. Been, I, haven't, I haven't heard him in years, and the reason I stopped is after, like, the third album, I was like, dude, these all sound the same. Yeah, that it's was Jimmy Buffett, but I'm back into Jimmy Buffett. I've been listening to uh, him. Stephanie, or Red would tell you, I've been jamming out to uh, Jimmy Buffett lately. Just, dude, uh, Buffett, some yeah. of the trailer. Um, uh, pirate uh, looks at forty. Uh, um, oh yeah, man. I um, love me some some latitude. Yeah. Uh, did you say Harper? What? Did you say Harper in there? Ben Harper. Yeah, I love. Ben. Oh man, that's my dude. Oh man, ground on down, mm-hmm. dude. I got to meet him. Uh, my senior year of high school bowl for two. What's that? Pack this bowl for two. Okay. That's what that's Dude. a really good song. You is never heard that one? What is it? Pack this bowl for two. Is it newer? Because I haven't listened to anything no, in the last few years really from it. I know Burn One Down. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, dude, dude, he's amazing, man. I've seen him live like three times. That guy just shreds on that steel guitar. Nicest guy ever, too, man. Yeah. We waited for him to finish sound check and he came right out, talked to me and my three friends, signed our autographs. Dude, he was super high. He had to ask us how to spell the town we were in. It was hilarious. I did almost beat the beat up the drummer from Slightly Stupid, but I still love the music. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Now that's a story. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, well, there's our music picks for 2020, I guess. What's what we've been rocking all year. Uh, I want to ask you this now that we are getting towards the end of the year and just let me know, uh, when you look back at the last year you had, what were some of your favorite matches for 2020? Give me like a couple that you had. Uh, one against Shannon Moore. Um, Carlito. Uh, I forgot you wrestled Carlito this year. Um, did I go to South Africa and you did? So, uh, of course, uh, Johnny. Everyone, South Africa. Um, Hannibal in Canada. Um, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, I'm sure there's others, but I just can't remember. I'm sorry. It's just been a crazy year. No, that's cool. It's it's fun to hear some of the ones that you remember back that you're like, dude, that was a fun match. Uh, because you, you have so many every year, too, and you get to work with so many different people. So, well... It's been a year, I guess, for wrestling because this is a year that we've seen the wrestling world like nothing else. I mean, we've never seen shows with no fans. Uh, we've never seen shows with virtual fans. We've never seen it where, like, the independent scene basically was frozen still for months. Crashed. What are you talking about, frozen? It crashed, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's few promotions actually going at this moment. So it has been a year for wrestling, but... <clears throat> I don't know. Some notable things I think would be is AEW had a great year. Yeah. I think they had a great year out the gate. I like to kind of be lenient with them, too, because to me they're still infancy stage. You know, they've only been at it for one year, and that's a lot to learn and, and, and master. So uh, they had a good year and a lot of great standout talent. You know, John Moxley obviously was number one this year, so he was great. Uh, the Bucks were great. Uh, he Hangman. Wasn't, he wasn't my number one. Um, I would have went with the MJF, um, but, you know, change through. And I think there's a lot of people who agree with you, and I think this definitely was a year where MJF became known in the wrestling world if he wasn't already. MJF so came, became a household name. I mean, I mean you got to think about everything he accomplished this year. It was pretty, pretty good. I mean, he was the talk of pretty much – Every podcast, everybody. I mean, he he was up there. I mean, he and he got the most praise, and he did. In my eyes, he he did the best. But you know, each everyone has their own opinion. So they do. But you know what I like about MJF is he really is like a classic old school type heel. Uh, I mean, he's one of the only guys you see that when he is in the public eye, twenty four seven, he's still playing the character of MJF. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I saw him, (laughs) I've seen him on the Jericho cruising all week. Just fans come up. Hey, can I get a picture with you? No, you're fat. Go away. I mean, like he just, that was him the whole time he was in front of the fans. And that's just something you don't see a lot, but I mean, the the guy's just a great heel. Yeah. Great man. Just amazing. Yeah. So, you know, that's about it. And then towards the WWE spectrum, um, the only thing I could say would be I did watch a little bit. I mean, I always say don't watch wrestling, but I do watch it every once in a while. Like I'll watch my friends and mm-hmm. 
if I just don't put it this way, guys, it's not like I totally don't watch wrestling. I just don't go out of my way to watch wrestling. Right. So, like, if it's on, I'll watch it. It's not like I hate it or so I don't because I've I've got a little bit of blowback of people like, oh, you don't. No, I do watch wrestling, but I just and I watch wrestling like at every indie show. I watch every oh, yeah. match. I like no. I'm involved. I watch everything that Red Velvet does. I watch everything that you know that I see Brian Cage or any right. friends or PJ Black or um, just any any one of my boys. I watch. I just don't go out of my way to watch. I don't have. To be honest with you guys, I don't have three hours to sit down and watch wrestling. Yes, I could DVR it, but I don't have DVR. So that kind of knocks it out. And yeah, you're, you go to bed early too. Like, you work full days, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to be up till 10 at night watching wrestling. No, yeah. my, my day starts at 6 a.m. Yeah, you know? So. No, you definitely do, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, if anybody is giving you backlash, just anytime you are at a show that Wes is at uh, independent-wise, he will be there watching the shows. He will be backstage helping the younger talent, giving them pointers, just just being a helpful person all around for everyone that's at that show. So, I mean, it's great, yeah. Just recently, uh, this Sunday, I had a show, and um, one of the guys I was wrestling, his name is D3. He's been on AEW a couple times, and uh, he's like, man, why aren't you a coach? Why, why, why? He goes, you have so much knowledge, and you really helped us with this. And I'm like, people don't want to listen. I want to be honest with you, and it's just like, and I don't have time to coach. That's not something that's – I mean, I love helping out people. Yes, I will help out anybody. But I'm not going to open up a school. I don't right. I don't have time for that. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm too good for it. I mean, i got two businesses that I'm really trying to push right now. And I'm just I, – I, I just don't have time. And plus, me wrestling and then I got, you know, Red Velvet's career that, you know, I'm trying to help her and i got to watch her stuff. So it's like – you know, I, I just don't – I don't have time by that shows. If any young wrestler comes up to me and asks me to watch their stuff, mm-hmm. I will. Or if you email mm-hmm. me some clips, and I will sit down and watch it. But I'm not going to – I just – for me, I'm not going to teach. I just don't – I enjoy it, but it's yeah. – I just don't have to Yeah, you, you would be an amazing coach, and I've told you this before. We've had these conversations before. Uh, but yeah, understandably why, why you don't have the time to just be a wrestling coach. Uh, I think you'd have some, a lot of info to give for places like, you know, a lot of those schools, like if they're looking to bring some, some top coaches in just for sessions, like, a, well, uh, hey, you know, I, like I'm cool with doing seminars and stuff like that. Right. And see guys, when, when, when I teach, I'm not going to teach you moves because you guys already know that for me, when I try to teach people, I'm going to teach you psychology. I'm going to teach you what's the reason why you put that move there and why did you put that move there and where are you transitioning to that next move and what's that story telling you of that transition move to lead up to that finish move? You know, like that, I'm deep into psychology because anybody can teach you, your coaches can go teach you how to do any type of move there is. You know, as long as you have a ring, that's it. But Mm -hmm. not too many people can teach you 
television psychology. Our psychology, if there's only, I've wrestled in front of five people, and I've wrestled in front of 40,000 people. Right. So I have the experience. I've wrestled <clears throat> in Japan. I've wrestled in England. I've wrestled in Mexico. I've wrestled in the Dominican. I've wrestled in the Bahamas. I've wrestled in Puerto Rico. I've wrestled in Canada. I've wrestled everywhere. So I have a very large knowledge and psychology of different styles of wrestling and different ways to get over. And I pay attention and I watch guys get over. So I know and and people are like, well, you know what works for you? No, I know what works for other people, too. Like, what works for me, I can share the knowledge. It'll probably work for someone else, you know? And it's right. like knowledge of being around the world. And when I do do seminars, I don't I don't ask people to go out there and do moon star, moon salts and all that stuff, shooting star presses. I want to learn – I want to know your psychology. I want to teach you guys psychology. I want to teach you ring awareness of how many steps does it take to get to the other side of the ring, knowing exactly where you're at in the ring, not wasting one step, one motion. There's a lot of things that I like to teach, how to give spots to the referee to tell your opponent, you know, so you're not just talking. There's a lot of things that I like to teach that are outside the box from normal coaching. Yeah, I like that you focus on that, too, because, uh, you know, being that I, I, I started in the early 80s is when I started getting into watching this stuff. And, uh, you know, back then it was a real art, the sell of it, the psychology of it, the telling the story of it. Uh, you know, and, you know, you know, you get that now sometimes, but you don't get it all the time. It's like I, I know watching TLC, the one thing that bothered, one of the things that stood out to me that I was just like, during the TLC show on Sunday night, uh, Carmella and Sasha Banks had a match. And Carmella was, sell, uh, was, or Carmella had a, uh, some sort of submission, pulling the arms behind with the knee in the back, yeah. stretching her out. But she, show, she wasn't selling it at all. Like, you looked at her and she was just holding Sasha Banks' arms backwards. She wasn't gripping on them. She wasn't pulling a little more. She wasn't scrunching the face up like, uh, you know. Just sat there like smiling, like, and it was like, you're not like, you're doing nothing. You're just holding her up. It's like if you watch Randy Orton put someone in a headlock, it looks like he's, oh, yeah. he looks like he's counting. Mm-hmm. He put his feet in the mat. He's yeah. <laughs> just a chin lock, but he looks like he's killing you. But that's the art of wrestling. That's the art of, you know, telling a story. And um, it was funny because during the show, during the Atomic, like I said, I watch every wrestling. I went out and sat in the front row next to one of uh, one of these kids that I always, one of my little brothers that I always like, um, you know, Ace. I I have a family of a bunch of little kids that always comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to sit and watch the matches with them, and because I like to, I like to hear their opinion. I like to listen to them and find out who do they like, why do they like that, what style of wrestling, because these are kids. These are the, you know, the people that are the generation of wrestlers, you know. Like, it's the little 8, 10, 15-year-old kids that I sit next to because, you know, they're the ones watching it all the time. They're the ones telling their friends. I want to figure out 
They're mine. I know mine. mine. I know my generation, but I want to know their generation, their thoughts of wrestling. And it was funny because there was this one guy, and all he kept doing was, <laughs> and the kid's calling it out. And he's like, Wes, why does he always slap his leg? He, and I'm like, I don't know. Let's count. And he's like, okay. So we started counting. The guy slapped his leg 14 times. It's amazing how that has become the norm. I mean, you see it in every match. If this, if this, four, oh no, he's probably not. He's probably 12 or 13 years old. If he's pointing this out to me. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Like, what, come on now. If, if this little kid's pointing this out to me, it, and I go, do you ever see me do it? He goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hit him hard. He goes, yeah, you do. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to, I want to, I'm going to ask you about this since this is kind of along the same topic. Um, this was in the news this last week and uh, we didn't, we didn't do a show. Uh, last, wait, no, we did King Mo last week, so that's why we didn't really do any wrestling news. So I, I, I'm interested to just get your opinions on this, because, again, you come from an old-school background training, uh, you know, all different uh, uh, styles. You've been all over the world. So Jim Ross was talking, uh, and they asked him about uh, talent today using moves that were finishers 20, 30 years ago, but now they use them as just regular moves, and the easy one to call out is the super kick how you know, that Shawn Michaels would end epic matches with a super kick, where now the Young Bucks do about 50 a match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and his the whole roster. Well, yeah, the whole roster. I mean, that's – so they asked him about it, and uh, his response is that the evolution of the business is bullshit or that the business is evolving. Uh, he said, how in the bleep do you know that it's evolving? Uh not, and he's, this was on, a, I think, his podcast. So um, he said that they don't sell right hands, but if you hit me with your left, it'll register. He's like, it makes no sense. But if you hit me with that right, I'll sell it like I'm a drunk man. He's like, that's stupid. He said the DDT is a finish instead of a transmission spot. Shawn Michaels, same thing. Super kicks are just part of the flow of a match now. Uh, nobody wins with it. So, like, do you feel like some of these epic moves, because growing up, to me, like, a, a super kick, the DDT, you know, certain things like those, man, are epic, like, if that happens, done. Match is over. It's going to three count. Now. Well, people are Superman these days. I mean, put it this way, sometimes I got to super kick someone and then German suplex them right afterwards to get them down. You know, I call, but these guys are Superman these days, so sometimes I gotta, I'm just telling you in my case that there is a moveset when I get to those really strong guys that won't go down, I have to give them a super kick and then I go right into a German because with the German, I know they're gonna go down. Right. He He also criticized the whole group of wrestlers, uh, Feel, heels and babyface standing together side by side on the side of the ring, just waiting for someone to do a jump out of the over the top rope so they can catch him. Oh, yeah. uh, I've, I've been a part of that plenty of times. Oh, I know you have, and I, I know you've done the jumping too. Uh, oh, I've, I've been a victim of jumping onto a bunch of people, and half of the time that's even scarier because half of those people won't even catch you. Half the time those guys move out the way. 
Yeah, last time we were in Waterloo, Iowa, not the last time, but a couple times ago, wrestling-wise, when we were in Waterloo, Iowa, that happened to you when I was filming it in the corner, and it was very scary. It was concrete, not padding. Right, and that's the other thing. Uh, Super just hard floors. So, yeah, man, the business has changed, and I hope it's people like you that can find this happy medium of, yeah, do your big crazy spots, but find where it fits, tell the story, sell it. It doesn't just have to be a spot fest. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate it as a fan that you, you help, uh, you're helping these young talents as they're coming up now, uh, especially over at Atomic. You guys do such a great job over there. So last night, or not last night, Sunday night, TLC, Randy Orton killed a guy. I you hear about not, this? I hope not because you <laughs> were my friends. <laughs> friends, so... And I hope the law's not involved. Right. Uh, so, yeah, man, TLC, there's this crazy Inferno match, which is it was the coolest-looking Inferno match I've seen WWE do because it didn't have, like, the normal, like, old-school just <laughs> propane tank around the ring that would just light up. Like, it was a pretty cool produced deal that they did. Did you get to see any of it? The pictures I saw, yeah. it looked like he was on fire. He okay, so he was obviously uh, the end when he pours the gasoline and lights him. That had to be a dummy because they're not going to burn him like that. And being that I, there had to be some pre-produced bits of that match. There just had to be. Okay, so explain to me this was this match not done in the Thunderdome, so it wasn't live, so people couldn't see it live. It was pre-recorded. No, it was done in there. And I would almost have to look now that I think about it. And I don't and remember. Like, okay, guys, we're pausing. We're gonna put the right. down. Now we're gonna bring out all the. We're gonna bring out the fire marshal. We're gonna bring out all that stuff, the stunt double. Now we're gonna do that. Make sure everything's okay. How did you got to explain to me on this one? So what I think they did because there had to be edits for some of the. But first of all, Brady, unless it was a stunt double, but it sure looked like him. When he when his whole coat was on fire, like that looked legit. Like that looked like that he had one of those fire safety things and they caught it on fire for the guy that's crazy enough to Is he? Yeah, he seems like it. I know you know him, your boys, so uh, yeah, uh, and that was, dude, that was nuts, because he even rolled into the ring, and that's how he put himself out, was he? Ba- they basically rolled him around in the ring, but then that's when they came in, poured the gas okay, on or I'm going to stop you real quick. I'm going to tell you a funny story. because it's Let's hear it. So back in the day at uh, FCW, we used to do conditioning drills. And I hate when you do just to focus on me. Um, <laughs> um, we would do the conditioning drill. And they were pretty tough conditioning drills. And Bray was the king of somehow always disappearing during the conditioning drills. Oh, it's hilarious. And, of course, you know, I would never rat him. No, the boys will rat each other out, but we're always like, this is me. Somehow, and I don't know how he did it, but he would always get away without doing any of the conditioning drills. So oh, what kind of conditioning drills were these? Like, were you guys, like, running miles and stuff? They were hell. They were hell. They were, like, get in the line and do, like, 20 kick out leg sweep pins. I'm like, just go in the line of leg sweep pin, get up, cover, right, right. 
lock up, leg sweep, pin, cover, get up, and doing it fast. Like, you can't just, like, boom, 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 <laughs> running the ropes, drills, all kinds. They would come up with all kinds of crazy stuff. That's crazy. He just was never there. No, he never got in trouble for it. And he was just the king of sneaking away for it. It was awesome. I give, I take my hat off to him for it. Right. He was just the king of it. It was awesome. I would tell my dad that he would just laugh his ass off. Well, no one else is going to get away with it like that either. You know what I mean? Sorry, I hate to like stop the stop. Oh no, you're fine. When I when we start talking, sometimes I remember funny stories, and I like to like. Okay, so back to it. So, how do you think it was done? So, I think they. I don't know about the whole match, but I think the end is where they just cut it. Like, they, at some point it was just cut, and then they just pre-taped that whole bit where he dumps the gasoline on him and lights him on fire. The thing I don't remember, I would have to look back, is when that part happened, were their faces on the Thunderdome screens, like people watching? If there weren't, that definitely had to have been pre-taped. Um, but at some point, though, they just had to have been, like, there was no way they were going to just light him on fire. But, I mean, it was cool. So, you know, WWE, the talk of the, of the town was USA Network was super unhappy after last week and was demanding edgier content because the Ooh, ratings, yeah, 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 because the ratings just hit an all-time low. Uh, dude, I wasn't even watching it. <laughs> you, know, you watch it every week and I haven't been. Um, dun, dun, like, dun. Yeah, so they were like, you know, we, we want some edgy content. We want We want some stuff happening. So they did that. Uh, was great, and the question was, how is that all going to go on on the Raw? And I mean, he hasn't come back yet, Bray Wyatt. But the, they have Alexa Bliss involved. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, I I, I, I keep track of the story. Yeah, it's, and it's all, always watch it. Well, she is a, a freaking star. Let me tell you. Oh, I I've known that too, and she can talk. Yeah, and I've known that too. But I mean, just like. Watching what she's doing with this this character of, like, being obsessed with The Fiend, and now she's in the middle of it between him and Orton, because uh, on Raw, they had a great segment where Orton came out and basically is like, I killed him, I burned him alive, and I could smell it, and, uh, you know, you know Orton. Uh, and it was great, and it was great, but then as he's leaving, or getting ready to walk off the ring, the lights go out like they do for The Fiend, he's outside the ring freaking out, and then all of a sudden, and it, this almost felt pre-taped, but then it just cuts back to the ring. Lights are off, but a spotlight, and there's like a little playground set up, and she's Alexa Bliss is swinging on a swing set in the ring with a microphone on, just starts talking to Randy Orton like, oh, and like cracking jokes about, oh, maybe he went to the beach, he was pale, or he got his favorite food barbecue, like making fun of the fact that he got burned, and then does a thing where she's like, maybe he went home. Aren't you glad that? You were like, I would like Liv Morgan. Or someone was telling me they would rather see Liv Morgan do that role. But oh. I don't think Liv Morgan has that promo as as Bliss does. Bliss no. has that promo where you believe it. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, when the rumors of Liv being in there, Alexa was still very much, I think, involved in a title run, whether it was tag or singles, I don't remember, so that's why she wasn't. But now that she's... Out of that picture and they're doing it. I mean, it's just fantastic, man. Like, oh, I was so in. Perfectly. I wouldn't want to see anybody else in that role. It's so good. And, and Orton's, I mean, you know, he's amazing. So it was just, dude, it was a solid segment. It was really good stuff. Uh, Roman Reigns, your boy, Roman Reigns. 
Kevin Owens put on a clinic as well at TLC. Probably am I going to have to watch that match? Yeah, it was a TLC match, too. Uh, Jay Uso comes out against the belt, but I mean, like, first of all, they made Kevin Owens look like one of the biggest badasses in WWE right now because, I mean, it, Reigns couldn't put him down. It, it, he just couldn't. And, I mean, he finally did, but, I mean, like, dude, just the story those two told in that match was just great, man. So, or to actually go and, I'll go back and watch that one. Yeah, it was a really good match. Owens and Roman Reigns, I'm sure everybody would agree. So, yeah, man, it was it was a decent show. I enjoyed it. Royal Rumble's coming up. Do you think there will be people in attendance for the Royal Rumble? When is it? January 31st. Where? Obviously at the Thunderdome, which is in the Tropicana Field in Tampa. Oh, yeah. You think they'll – because that's where they're at right now. Well – Oh, no, they're actually in uh, St. Pete. That's not where they're about to play. That's not in Tampa. Well, they're playing at the Tampa Bay uh, Rays baseball stadium, wherever that's at. Uh, That's in St. Pete. Okay, so they're playing there. Uh, They haven't let fans in it yet. Yeah, Florida, you're you're allowed a certain amount, so I think that no matter what, unless something super goes crazy, there's going to be people in attendance. Because, I mean, it may not be full capacity. Right, right. I just talked to Troy, and he just flew to Texas to watch a football game. And uh, it was at the Texas State at the, where the Dallas Cowboys play. And that fits 100,000 people, and they only allow 25,000 people at the arena. So yeah. it could be something like that. You know, that I, I think, I don't know how much that arena fits. I'm guessing it's nowhere near that. I'm guessing maybe it's sixty thousand, maybe fifty thousand seats. I'm not positive of that arena. I've only been to it a couple times, so. But I'm thinking that's about. Are you looking it up right now? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I wasn't. I was pulling my camera up, but I can look up there. Baseball well, stadiums are rough because they're so different. You don't do your job, man. I'm trying to figure this out, and you're looking up something that has nothing. Well, no, to do. I was looking. I was looking up something, so we have the date for the next announcement. Oh, sure. but, uh, yeah, um, the capacity there, I don't know. I don't know how many. It depends on how many it sits of how many people I think to let in. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably like twenty percent, or and you know the reason why they moved, right? Uh, well, because the NBA starting up again. Yeah, and wonder what they're going to do when baseball starts. I think they're hoping that baseball can start. Well, no, that's actually you, you're raising a really well. Maybe you're raising a really good point though, because they have been pretty open about they're skeptical about getting back on the road till end of 2021. Well, you got to understand that there's only a few states that are allowing mm-hmm. are allowing freedom, like how. We have it. They can go to Texas. They can go to Tennessee. They could go to, I don't know. There's pretty much Atlanta. They can yeah. go to like Kansas uh, City. Did you say Kansas, that already? Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. There, there's a couple places they can go, but that's going to get old after a while. Yeah. Keep doing that same loop. You know? I don't know. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. That uh, stadium for a game, a baseball game, is at 42,700. Oh, I was close. Um, So... That means that they would only allow 10,000 people. Probably, yeah. Which, I mean, but the, so my thing though is just have some people there because the Royal Rumble without a crowd just well, doesn't feel AEW like the Royal Rumble. Has a crowd. What's that? AEW has a crowd. Right. So, like, why can't they? I just hope they do because, again, man, I love the Royal Rumble, but part of that is the crowd. You know, with the countdown, and if they have any surprise entrance, the reaction, stuff like that. It's just a special match that it really should be in front of people. So hopefully that happens. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna say it. Hopefully it does, and there's really no reason they shouldn't. So we'll see. Come January 31st, I know they're still shooting for people in in Tampa Bay at the Buck Stadium for Mania. So we'll see how that ends up panning out. Because I don't think they've actually officially made the announcement that it's moved. It's just basically been said well, that that's what the plan is. crazy because the Super Bowl is supposed to be in Tampa, too. Oh, no shit. Well, that's a little bit after, so we'll yeah. see how that goes. I've stopped watching football the last two weeks because my team well, is I'm not watching football, period, but <laughs> I haven't watched any sports in 2020, except for, no, I haven't watched any. I thought you watched a little, Brady. You were pumped that he was there. I watched two games. It's weird to see the Patriots not make the playoffs in the first time in forever. Hilarious. All right. So we got a couple announcements that we're going to make. And uh, So the first one was already made on Facebook. If you guys follow the George Tragus Luthes Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Facebook, you've seen it already. But it was announced today that uh, uh, you and your and your and Papa Brescia are going to be at the Hall of Fame weekend in Waterloo, Iowa. Oh my God, it's such a surprise! Because we can say what's that? One other person. Oh, and uh, well, on this announcement, it was you, uh, your dad, and Thunderbolt Patterson. So, uh, of course, they're not going to announce me with my uh, fiance. I, 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 yeah, well, I just blew it. The, I just blew his secret announcement. How dare him not me <laughs> with my blood. Well, how funny is it going to be though? Because this show airs. Oh, he's she's AEW Red Velvet. Man. Well, that's not true though, because Brian Tillman Jr. is doing punch for AEW, and he's already been announced. So, and Cole Cabana's been announced, and he's AEW now. So, that, I, that maybe they're saving her. Yeah, for but, but they're not. They're not Red Velvet. Red no, Velvet they are not right now. Red Velvet is the superstar. She is. So that maybe maybe she's getting her own announcement. It'll be funny. Watch tomorrow because again we're doing this on a Tuesday. She'll get announced, and then the show will come out Thursday, and it's. It won't even be a spoil anymore. Worrying about about that. would <laughs> be hilarious. But yeah, anyways, that's out of the bag. So yeah, they did not announce you with her, but it's gonna be great that she's coming down. But yes, so announcements are happening though, guys. We've talked about this Hall of Fame weekend. Obviously, if you've been a, a follower of us and part of our our, our fan uh, listening group here, you guys know our very first episode was done at this weekend. This is also where Wes and I met became friends, and all of this Briscoe and Big A stuff began. So, very special weekend to us, and it's right now, it is scheduled to happen uh, July 15th through the 17th, Waterloo, Iowa. 
tickets are on sale, all access passes. I believe they're around $100. Uh, reach out to the uh, Hall of Fame uh, for that information at dgmstaff at nwhof.org or call them at 319-233-0745. I really uh, hope Troy's personal number. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? We just give Troy's cell phone out. Call him for tickets, everybody. Like, give the number out again one more time. Yeah, 319-233-0745. Um, that's if you guys want to get your tickets, your all-access passes. $110 right now until December 31st. They will then go up to $130. This gets you into everything. The uh, kickoff party Thursday night. All of Friday's events, which is the wrestling show itself that night, uh, afternoon tournament wrestling show, as well as the uh, earlier, uh, basically, tryout, I guess you could say, uh, for talents that I believe your father will be running. Pop Briscoe will be in charge of that. Yes, but uh, I, think, I think you forgot one of the most important things that are happening. Well, yeah, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, well, you can so, skip all that other stuff. Well, people got not to get there. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing our anniversary show, live anniversary show at the Hall of Fame. Um, not sure on the day yet. Once we know the day and more info on that, we'll let you know. But we will be doing a live version of the Briscoe and Big A show. It will be our anniversary show. Uh, we will have special guests. We'll do some special things. Uh, we'll celebrate the Hall of Fame weekend since it's so special to us. Uh, and it's going to be a good time, and uh, if you can't be there, which you should, get your, your tickets and join us, uh, especially, you know, obviously we don't know what's going to happen come July, so we're just hoping for the best, but if you can be there, you should. If you can't, we're going to stream all that stuff live for you in July, so you will still get to see it, but it would be a lot cooler if you're there. We already got one guest lined up, and you already uh, made that announcement. Um, and once we know a little bit more on who else is going to join us on that live show, we'll bring you all that info as we uh, get it all squared away. But, yeah, very excited to be uh, getting the announcements for the Hall of Fame weekend. It's making it feel like it's going to happen. And, Wes, one of the best announcements is that the hotel has been redone AC work in the lobby and the bar and the restaurant. And you look online, they say they have a pool again. Well, we we did the first time we uh, we met was we, I made you guys do the uh, interview in the hot tub with a bunch of chicks. Yeah, and that pool's been closed down since. <laughs> We've been figured. there; it's been closed since. I uh, right, but now we're going back, and apparently the pool is open for business. It was, it was, it was open last year, actually. I don't That's think it was. What the pool was? It was empty. I went in there. Like the I went in there too, and I saw someone swimming in there. Really? Oh. Weird. Uh, but yeah, man. So we might have to check that out as well. But uh, dude, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun uh, just to get back to Waterloo and, and do the Hall of Fame. Hopefully, we can, and hopefully, as normal as we can. You know. Yep. It's gonna be a good time. So yeah, guys, get your tickets. I'll put that info in the description of the video on YouTube. So check it all out. George Tragus Luthes Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, just so you guys can hear some of the guests that are being honored: Tim Shamrock, Trish Stratus, Mark Henry, Earl Wampler, and Adnan Adnan Al Kasi, uh, all being honored. Uh, Brian Tillman Jr. is going to be there. Colt Cabana is going to be there. 
Um, and more announcements coming this week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. We got one more announcement to end the show, and that is for our next episode, which is going down, and this is why I was on my phone. January, I believe it is 4th or the 7th. January 7th. What is that? our next episode. We're going to have a guest, right? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You want to announce it? Yeah, we're going to have Papa Briscoe. That's right. So technically for the first time ever on his own dedicated episode of the Briscoe and Big A show, we're going to bring uh, Papa Briscoe, uh, Mr. Jerry Briscoe, on the show. Uh, we're going to have some fun. I'm going to try to get as many embarrassing stories about Wes as a child out into the open and in public as possible. So if you guys want, you guys better send your questions in now because this episode is going to be pre-recorded and send in your questions, of course, to the Briscoe and Big A show on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, all that good stuff. Send in the messages and go in and see what you want to hear Papa Briscoe talk about. Yeah, it's going to be a really great show. He's been on the show once briefly when we did our, uh, man, I guess that would have been our one-year anniversary show that we did, the last show. I don't really consider that. And that was a, yeah, that was a one-off. We had a whole panel of guests. There's people on there that didn't really count. Yeah, that was was just a one-off show. So this will be his own episode. We're very excited. We've been uh, waiting to make this one happen for a while. Uh, So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going down January 7th. Watch for that on our YouTube uh, channel, the Briscoe and Big Ace Show. Make sure you subscribe, click the notifications so you know uh, that will premiere live 7 uh, p.m. Eastern, I'm sorry, Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on January 7th. Jerry Briscoe on the Briscoe and Big Ace Show. Wes, have a Merry Christmas, my brother. Yeah, and everyone out there, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes. And looking forward to starting the new year out awesome with having my dad, Papa Briscoe, on the Briscoe Big A Show to start the new year's right. Um, Everyone, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you believe in. (laughs) Yeah, man. Enjoy yourself, enjoy the weekends, and let's start this new year off great, wonderful, and nothing but peace, love, and happiness. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, everybody, who stuck with us through this year. If we've been able to entertain you during this odd year, thank you, and we appreciate that. That's what we do this show for is to entertain all of you and have fun and just grow out. So, Risco Big A Show, find us on all the social medias. VOC Radio Nation, the only place you're fine audio versions of our podcast, guys. VOC Nation, as well as Enjoy. Is that what that said? Yes. Awesome. Enjoy. Check it out. Uh, and yeah, VOC Radio Nation. Check those guys out doing big things. We're, we're glad that they're putting our show up on, on the VOC Nation exclusively. You can download them there. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you guys in January. Yep. Peace. Hey, this is a total package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
twice. I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Can Resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.